Hi, everyone. Welcome back. You are listening to Talking Your Way to Change, and I'm the host, Sand Banker. Today, I want to talk about conflict in different ways of conceptualizing um, how to cope with conflict in the moment and or reflecting about it afterwards. Sometimes it's really hard to step back um, from this interaction and choose a more mindful and productive path. However, knowing that you can choose a more mindful path can help you preemptively that you sort of are aware that this is always an option that you have. When our partners or loved ones react defensively, unreasonably, regressed, this is not uncommon and it is inevitable at times. One of the models that I love the most for understanding and describing this process comes from Terry Real's conception that there are two parts of our psyche that come into play in these conflicts. One is that we all have what he calls the adaptive child, which was something that we formed early in life in terms of coping with our family environments when we were powerless children. And this adaptive child part of us is that reactive part that is essentially trying to cope with conflict, that it is our skills of defending and walling off or blaming or being critical or self-righteous that we went to in our families of origin in dealing with conflict, right? And that we also have these more functional parts of ourself that often is usually only exhibited in our workplaces and rarely with the person that we love the most or the person that pushes our buttons the most. Um, The functional adult part of ourselves is the part of ourselves that can take perspective, that we can kind of restrain ourselves when we're being criticized, um, that we can take responsibility. And I think it's sort of helpful that when we kind of fall into our adaptive child, self. We are not interested in intimacy. We are interested in defending ourselves. It can be really helpful to remain silent or reflect on oneself in the moment and, or if not in the moment, possibly, but definitely later. I like to think that there's usually three options a person could consider. One, you know, was this conflict, is this an issue about me? Two, B, is this an issue about my partner? Or C, is this an issue within the dynamic of our relationship? Okay, let's break this down further. Option A is, if I react to this conflict in such a way that it leads me down the path that I put this into all my other past categories of injured experiences that I have experienced, and I make this conflict about me, I may unnecessarily trigger myself into this whole cascade of negative thoughts, memories, and feelings that probably just wouldn't be productive. Option two, do I look at this issue as a, um, or this conflict as an issue about my partner? That might look like, you know, I think in that moment that that was really more about my partner. And Right now, like if you're in the moment, you could say to yourself, you know what? I think my partner's lost touch with reality here a little bit and they're in a hot spot or that blind spot that they need to explore and work on. And right now I'm just, there's not really that much I can do to help them with that. So I'm just going to be quiet and um, try not to add any fuel to the fire. 
And later, when everyone's calm, I might consider some things that I could say. Or option C uh, is, is this conflict really an experience that is about us, that we return to this dynamic time and time again, and we might benefit from learning how to deal with conflict. And there are many forms of conflict resolution out there. I think it's helpful to know that there are some solvable conflicts and some perpetual conflicts that all couples experience. And it can be helpful to develop a few communication skills that can help de-escalate conflict, such as David Burns. He has this thing called stroking. And that's when you find something genuinely positive to say to the other person, even in the heat of the battle, like, I love you a lot. I'm on your side. I want to be supportive, dot, dot, dot. He also teaches us, or Dr. Burns also teaches us what he calls the disarming technique. And that's when you find some truth in what the other person is saying, even if it seems totally unreasonable or unfair. Withdrawing or staying silent when our partner starts to lose it is about acknowledging that we are we have the ability to go into our most adult or adaptive state, even when our partners become more childlike or regressed. What we're attempting to do is to stay calm, courageous, compassionate, and curious. And what are we curious about? We're curious about what has just transpired between ourselves and another person. Again, let's look at the options. Option A, Do I take this conflict and do I make it into something that is terrible about my life or situation? For example, do I replay this conflict and take it as evidence that my life has always been about others trying to control me or that my relationship is toxic or maybe I'm an awful parent? You get the picture. You start to see danger everywhere. Or do I say, is this option B, my partner is a human and in an area of concern that they need to address at some point, but there's no way for us to address it right now. So we'll talk to them later. Or maybe option C, is this a hot spot within a relationship that does need some work? We could both probably use some help in terms of communication skills. Um, But I also know that I can't control my partner. I can only control myself and that I am going to look into some healthier ways of communicating. So the takeaway today is that we don't always have to become embroiled in conflict and or if we do become embroiled in conflict, there are definite different ways of conceptualizing why that conflict occurred. Was it a story about my partner? Was it a story about me? Or was it a story about our relationship and our dynamic? Okay. Until next time, this is Dr. Banker.